So you want to start a functional medicine, lifestyle medicine practice. How do you know it's going to be a success or how can you ensure it to be a success? So welcome everyone, Rob Kress here, your lifestyle and functional pharmacist and the modern alchemist uh, with another episode here talking about really bringing your, your, your practice into the modern alchemist realm. So, you know, with the advent or the growth, I should say, of functional medicine and seeing a lot more pharmacists get on board, when you sit back, you know, I've been kind of sitting back and watching, not sitting back and watching, I've been actively in it since around 2003, 2004. Um, And it's wild to see the growth of the profession. Now, one thing that we've seen a lot of times is um, it, in some ways, it's fallen into the challenges that modern allopathic medicine has fallen fallen into, meaning commoditization. So we know pharmacy, allopathic pharmacy is a commodity, right? Um, you can get a certain prescription drug pretty much anywhere, you know, with generics. It's, there's really nothing special. The only reason you generally go to a certain pharmacy is you know, know like, and trust them. Uh, convenience, uh, you're forced to due to your insurance or PBM or something like that. Um, certain, you know, numbers, or they have something that you can't get anywhere else. So that brings in the point when we differentiate, when we look to differentiate our practice, you want to be able to answer the question why would someone go to you, to your practice, above? All the other options that exist out there, right? So, for instance, say you're a compounder and there's another compounder in town. Why would they go to you? Say you're a functional medicine practitioner, although there's others in town. Why would they go to you? Now, if you're the only game in town, either that's a really good thing or you're too early to the party. Um, you know, that's a challenge with this type of medicine in some parts of the country. And, you know, that's what I found in 2003, 2004, not the fact that I was too early to the party, but I was way early to the party and, you know, people caught on and it was real hot, but it really did. Um, you know, you, when you're a little ahead of the game on average from what everyone else is doing, you kind of play the waiting game yourself. You're the one that has the opportunity to, um, you know, carve new directions, uh, new inways, new pathways, so make some big changes. Although oftentimes the volume you're looking for isn't there just quite yet. All right, so talked about commodity. That's the biggest thing I want to get home here. So a lot of times when you see a functional medicine practitioner, doctor, pharmacist, nurse practitioner, whatever, there you're going to see them. You're going to right. What's the standard thing? You do a health history. All right. So you, you kind of work on people's symptoms. You sit with them, you listen to them, you talk to them, you make recommendations. And then you go from there and then you, you know, decide what test to order and then the process begins. They come back and see you. Now, there's some cases where people might roll people into like a three or four month program, right? Um, which is awesome because you can pepper a lot of different things in there, um, you know, such as uh, other, you know, like a spiritual visit. You know, uh, mind-body visit, uh, movement, functional movement, movement is medicine, that kind of thing. So, but what really makes 
what stands apart? And the reason I say this is because I'm fortunately in the position right now where, I mean, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, me as well as um, my partner. You know, we, we get a lot of people that have been to other functional medicine practitioners and things haven't worked out. They've gotten pill fatigue. They've been tested out the yin-yang, right? But still, no results. So what makes us stand out? What makes the way we practice stand out? And what can make you stand out? Well, there's a number of things. And there's not one thing for everyone because then once again, we're in the commodity. But, um, you know, we do practice a lot of uh, mind-body energy medicine. We incorporate into it. Now, in my mentorship, I do teach on that. It might not be your thing. And that's okay. So how do you get around that? Because what I want when a practitioner, when a patient comes to you, I want them to walk away saying, whoa, that was the most incredible health visit I've ever had. And this is the journey I'm meant to be on, right? So how do you create that for them? Because oftentimes it's not just the simple, here's your health history, let's run the test, take the supplements, have a good life, right? Um, so you need, let's bring this into, you need to give them an experience. Well, okay, no, first thing, you need to get them feeling better. Right. And that might not be getting to the root cause of their issue, but you need to be getting them feeling better. You do need to get to the root cause. Now, what's the root cause? Well, it could be an underlying infection. Right. Um, it could be inflammation. Right. Um, it could be lack of energy. It could be mitochondrial dysfunction. It could be metabolic issues, uh, insulin resistance, things like that. Now. It can also be relationships. You know, there's an emotional representation in our physical health. All illness comes from some element of psychology. There's, there's a psychology, the psychological element in all illnesses, you know, and I'll do a separate talk here on mind body. Okay. Although Dr. John Sarno, he has probably been my greatest teacher and I'll go over and I bring him up with patients left and right on a regular basis, just because the impact that he's made. And I think his teachings are so applicable for people to understand that. Now you can bring, uh, so, so say you're seeing people, but you're like, you know, I'm not an expert or I'm not going to talk about mind body. I'm not going to talk about spirituality. I'm not going to talk about relationships with Mrs. Smith's husband. Right? So this is what you need to do. You need to build your team. So you can still have your practice. You have your core practice of what you're doing. But what you want to do is you want to build a team that you can work with that fills in these holes for you, that gives people an ultimate experience. So they do say, wow, I am on the right path right now. So what could be part of your team? It could be a therapist. You could recommend people to. That's fine. They don't have their own. Uh, it could be a massage therapist. It could be a myofascial release practitioner. Um, it could be an energy healer, an energy worker, a lot of different options. It could be a chiropractor, right? Um, so, or a physical therapist, or a yoga instructor, or a natural movement instructor, or a CrossFit, right? So what I'd like you to do, just, and this is a short one, this is a quick one. Um, think about how can you make your practice different to stand out? What are all the things you can offer your patients? And actually, I'm going to give you, so you stay tuned. I want you to, because I think I talked about it last time. Um, I was going to share with you the AREDS, which is 
the basically the structure or the framework that I use for my practice, my wellness, my health, because it's very, very comprehensive. So that might be of help. So after this podcast, I'll try to do it really quickly. See, look at the A-Reds, see what it represents, and see how you can plug that in with your patients. All right. So once again, this is Rob Cress here. Uh, appreciate you signing on with me. Um, listen to this podcast, uh, and I will talk to you shortly. All right. You have a great day.